the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, August the 6th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today, on August 6th, 1945, during World War II, a U.S. B-29 superfortress, Enola Gay, dropped an atomic bomb. It was codenamed Little Boy on Hiroshima, or Hiroshima, Japan. Three days later, the U.S. exploded a nuclear device over Nagasaki. Five days after that, Imperial Japan surrendered. Today, in 1806, the Holy Roman Empire went out of existence. Emperor Francis II abdicated. Today, in 1962, Jamaica, formerly ruled by Britain, they became an independent dominion within the Commonwealth of Nations. Today, in 1986, William Schroeder, or Schrader, he died at Humana Hospital in Audubon, um, uh, Louisville, Kentucky. He's the first guy that got that uh, Jarvik 7 artificial heart. Remember that? That was a big deal. They were talking about it back in those days. He lived 620 days with the heart, the artificial heart. But he died today. Didn't work out long term. Today in 1991, the World Wide Web. Yeah, that WWW you hear people talk about sometimes. They still talk about that sometimes. It made its public debut, the World Wide Web, as a means of accessing web pages over the Internet. Boy, have we gone a long way on the Internet since today in 1991. Today in 2005, anti-war activist Cindy Sheehan, you'll probably remember her. She, um, Her son... Casey was a soldier, was killed in Iraq. She began a weeks-long protest outside President George W. Bush's Texas ranch. That, um, you know, that home he and his wife spent a lot of time there, I think, or they did back then. They probably still do. But anyway, she kind of camped out there. And then all of the media, of course, they loved it. And they were out there covering every breath she took and so on for a long time. And understandably, any mother's heart or father's is crushed at the loss of a child, whether in military or elsewhere. But she really used that, and it became apparent over time that she was just using that as a platform to get attention, really, for herself. It became very apparent. And so she finally just faded away. Today, in 2009... Sonia Sotomayor was confirmed to the Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court. She was the first Hispanic Supreme Court justice. Today in 2013, U.S. Army Major Nadal Hassan, he went on trial at Fort Hood, Texas. He was charged with killing 13 people and wounding 32 others in a 2009 attack. He admitted to carrying out the attack. He was a Muslim. He was on a mission. He was part of the military. There had been signs to our, to the officials there, in military officials at Fort Hood. There had been signs for a year 
that this guy, there's something was very wrong with this guy who was a counselor. He was a psychology person and um, they kept ignoring it because he was a Muslim and they didn't want to be quote unquote politically incorrect. And that, um, that ended, did not end well. It ended in tragedy. A few hours ago this morning, uh, we were getting reports that air raid sirens went off at 10.55 a.m. Israel time. Air raid sirens went off in Galilee and in the Golan Heights, and the uh, rockets started firing. There's at least 10 were fired at Israel this morning, northern Israel from Lebanon. Uh, the That iron dome that they have uh, caught the from the report, the reports are kind of sketchy, but they're they're just coming out like now within the last hour. And it looks like they, Israel were able to shoot down all of the rockets that were fired at them this morning, but the air raid sirens were going off and people were scurrying, as they often do in Israel, for cover. But it seems that there was not a great deal of life or any other kind of... Uh, Excuse me. Forgot to turn off my cell phone as I entered the studio today, and that's probably President Joe Biden calling me, but I don't have time to talk to him. You're much more important than that. Anyway, the Iron Dome missile defense system apparently intercepted all of the 10 rockets that were fired at northern Israel. Nearly 1,800 Americans directly affected by the September 11th 2001 terrorist attacks on New York City and elsewhere. They're opposing President Joe Biden attending. They don't want him to attend. In fact, they're releasing a statement today at some point asking him formally not to attend. They they said that he has failed to um, he's to uphold his pledge to declassify U.S. government evidence that they believe may show a link between Saudi Arabian leaders and the attacks. Well, I'm pretty sure they're our links. I think most of us know that. But the victims' families, they're going to release this statement and they're going to formally ask Biden not to attend the events in New York or Shanksville, Pennsylvania, or at the Pentagon unless he releases those documents which they believe implicate Saudi officials. They say that he pledged that more than once when he was running for president and some people voted for him on that single issue. And they said, we cannot in good faith and with veneration to those lost, sick, and injured welcome the president to our hallowed grounds until he fulfills his commitment. NBC reported that this morning. I was a little surprised that they would utter such words against their president, their guy. But they did, and they will be, as I said, releasing a statement a little bit later today. Maybe as we speak, they're doing that. Another note that I I just noticed in the news this morning, I've talked about that recently on this program quite a bit. More than 800 unaccompanied migrant children were apprehended in a single day this week, which is kind of a record in recent times. The number of migrants coming to the southern border continue to surge. There are several news stories out there reporting that this morning. Well, we've been talking about that on this program. And it says there is no sign of slowing down despite the heat in these summer months. HHS announced that 
834 unaccompanied children and teenagers were apprehended yesterday, Thursday, at our border, significantly higher than the average daily occurrence of 512. That means that there were a total of 2,784 children in Customs and Border Protection custody, 14,523 in HHS custody, and the Biden administration has focused on transferring children apprehended at the border to HHS custody and then to sponsors or parents already in the country. Well, you can forget the parents part because they don't even know where their parents are and they don't know that they are the parents when they find a couple that's willing to take some of these kids. But the couples that they find when they do, and it's very rare, generally they hand them off to Catholic charities. And that's what we've been talking about on this program. But just yesterday, 612 kids were discharged from HHS custody to somebody, mostly guardians. That's what's happening on our border. The media refuse to cover that with any any depth or any integrity. It's only when it gets so bad that they have to mention it. It is a tragedy. It is immoral. It is the most horrible thing that a president has ever done to these kids and to this country. 15% of these people, mostly kids, but some adults, 15% of them on average coming across the border have COVID. And yet this president and his people are out there banging on the microphones of this nation saying, we've got to fight this COVID. They're not fighting COVID. They're trying to use it. It's a useful opportunity to advance a far left radical agenda. And all of us little people out here across America, we know that. We know that. But I will tell you, God has blessed us. Because we get to have elections still. And we're working on, I mean day and night, people are working on cleaning up and improving the integrity of those elections. Thankfully. Arizona State Senate President Karen Fan, she's a Republican from Prescott, she tweeted this week, build the case, set the trap, and boom, the Maricopa lies will come back to haunt them. The Maricopa lies are Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, who now are not cooperating with the Arizona Senate, the elected officials from the state. They're doing an audit on the election. They said something's very, very wrong in the last election. So these Board of Supervisors have been going, along, been going along. I've been following this very closely. We have a lot of listeners in, in Tucson, Arizona, and we welcome them each day, of course. But I've been following this pretty closely. And these Board of Supervisors have been saying, oh, yeah, we want to, we want to be sure. We want the people to know that we there's integrity in the election and all of this kind of thing and just going along with the flow. And, and they had all this stuff locked up. Well... As these people, led by Karen Fan and others, on the uh, states in the state senate, Arizona State Senate, as they've gotten closer to the truth recently, these guys have started to push back, and finally, the Senate had to subpoena the Board of Supervisors of Maricopa County, which is the largest voting county in the state, population-wise. So now these guys push back, and they refuse 
to respond to a subpoena by the state Senate. We don't have to have an IQ of 300 to figure out why they're not willing to cooperate because these guys have been working diligently, a lot of volunteers, many paid people. I mean, this has been an all-out effort not to change the election, not to get Trump in the White House. I know there's a lot of people saying they were saying on certain dates Trump is going to be back in the White You didn't hear that on this program. But I will tell you, I have been convinced since I started looking into this some months ago that there's some really some irregularities in the voting results. I don't think most of us are trying to reinstall Trump, but we do want our elections in America, to be honest, to have integrity, to be accurate. If our guy loses, whoever that happens to be, then so be it. But America has the right, and we need to know that our elections have integrity, And our vote counts. If we get to the point where that isn't a fact, America will cease to exist as it has over these many years. And I believe there are people working within the the system in our country to see that that happens. Because they envision a very different America than our founding fathers envisioned. It's an amazing thing. Psalm 42, I read this morning. Psalm 42, verse 11 says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Well, we could stop and answer that question with, Lord, look at what's going on in our country. That's why my soul is cast down. I get discouraged. I get depressed when I keep hearing all this stuff. My soul gets cast down. That's why. And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. God is the lifter of our head. God's truth will stand. God himself was before time and will be after time. He is holy holy, holy, God Almighty, and he's in control. Oh, that makes my soul not cast down. That gives me hope. Our hope is in the Lord. The Bible says in Proverbs that people people are, are sad when the unrighteous are ruling. And there's joy when there's righteous ruling going on in a nation. I think we're experiencing some of that today in America. It's very discouraging to see what's going on. But I will tell you, God is in control. God isn't done with America yet. I'm convinced of that. I know there's people out there saying that he is and it's over and judgment is upon us. But keep in mind that God does not judge God does not judge the unrighteous, the righteous with the unrighteous. God deals differently with his people than those who have rejected, mocked, turned on him, and do not serve him. The Bible is pretty clear on that. 
And we have to keep that in mind as we look at this and as we proclaim what it is that's happening. We want to be very careful that we understand that God's judgment, his wrath, is not used to punish his people. I'm not saying we don't go through hard times. I mean, obviously, we do and will. And many on our this planet today, Christians, are suffering, being beaten, some of them being killed, their houses burned, their families abused or killed or both. I understand that. But keep in mind that the ultimate principle of the way God deals with people, he does not lump the righteous and the unrighteous together and then pour out his wrath on them. Keep that in mind. So I hear people making some really um, pretty far out statements about, well, what's happening in America. And they're doing so from a biblical, supposedly, or Christian perspective. We need to be careful with that. And I personally believe that God has work for America. There will be a day when all the nations will not be as they are. And certainly America will have done what God wanted us to do because God has a plan and God's plan includes people nations, not globalism, not one world as the left is pushing for, but borders and sovereignty and nations and so on. It's very clear in the Bible. We've talked about that a lot on this program. So that's what this is really about when it comes down to voting. So I want to talk to you just a little bit about that today, about Arizona and about Houston and um, kind of where we are and what's happening from my point of view, at least, and I believe the, a biblical point of view and a factual point of view, what's happening with our election system. I want to thank you for your support. We need it. We wouldn't be here without it. I know that you know that if you listen to the program. And been getting notes lately, people saying, yeah, I've been sharing your program with other people. I've been telling them to tune in and listen. And and I got a, saw a note the other day that said from someone, yeah, my friend told me to tune in. We've been listening to you and so on. Thank you for that. We we feel that this message needs to be heard. We wouldn't be doing this otherwise. We feel that God wants us to do that. I feel that very strongly in my heart. So I'm, we're asking you to stand with us financially. Many of you do. Thank you for that. Please continue. Those of you who are not, please join us. We need your help. We do. And our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Thank you in advance for standing with us financially, prayerfully, and otherwise. The county's Board of Supervisors, as I said, is now defiantly <laughs> refusing to cooperate with the state Senate in Arizona. And when somebody raises a voice and says, we want to get to the bottom of this, if they're a conservative, the immediate response has been, well, you just, you're, you're a bad loser. And, you know, the media has been yelling at us for the last year, saying, there's no evidence of voter fraud. Get over it. Your guy lost, and so on. Well, there's growing concern now across America about voter fraud, and America is starting to kind of wise up on this and figure it out, I think. A poll out last night, just last night, shows that more people are concerned about voter fraud than are concerned about voter suppression. That's interesting because it hasn't been that way. 
as we've gone through this year or so of or, or so many months of being told that we should not even be asking questions about voter integrity. Arizona has led in this, this the state Senate. Fan's tweet came out a day after she released a statement on Monday of this week when news of Maricopa County's defiance broke into the mainstream news. They had to cover it a little bit. Based, She said, based on today's responses from Maricopa County and Dominion, that's the company that owns and makes these voting machines, and they fiddle with them. They run them from some place, some said in Frankfurt, uh, Germany, this last our last election, and from other places. The media poo-pooed that, but there's a lot of evidence to, to, that supports that idea that they're somewhere offshore running this information flow during our elections, that Dominion people. It appears, her statement says, we will soon secure copies of ballot envelopes and critical voter registration information. That is progress, and the final audit will be better because of it. Maricopa County's slow walk of the Senate public records request into a possible breach of the voter registration server is frustrating, and we will try to be patient and give the county more time as they requested. We are weighing our options for securing access to the routers and the passwords, and they will make a thoughtful decision uh, in due course after conferring with my staff, council, and colleagues. She says it's unfortunate that non-compliance by the county and Dominion continues to delay the results and breeds distrust. We remain committed to ensuring election integrity as voter confidence is at the heart of what we set out to achieve in this endeavor. Our constituents deserve no less. She's absolutely right. The Maricopa County Board sent a defiant letter to the Arizona State Senate on Monday refusing to further cooperate with the elected officials. They've gone from saying, yes, we want to get to the bottom of this. We want the people to trust the election and blah, blah, blah. And as these public servants continue and did their job, continued to peel back the layers, now all of a sudden these guys are getting nervous. And they're saying, well, you know, we don't think we're going to do. And then finally they got defiant. They said, we will not do. I mean, it's been a progression downward for them as the people in the Senate in Arizona have done their work from all I can say. I don't know any of these people personally, I don't think, but I can tell you from what I've been reading, they're staying on task. They want to know, and they're not trying to seat Trump back in the White House or whatever. I mean, sure, that'd be great, but that's not what where they're coming from. They're looking at the country. They're not trying to save a presidency. They're trying to save a country. And it's important that they do this. So many states aren't bothering but some are. And I think this could be the crack that would break this thing open here in Arizona and in Houston, Texas. And I'll get to that in a moment. Maricopa County Board sent this defiant letter. Even a casual observer would have to question why the County Board of Supervisors and Dominion is resisting so defiantly. Well, State Senate Majority Whip Sonny Borelli in Arizona He's certainly questioning it. On Tuesday of this week, he released a statement announcing he has asked the Arizona Attorney General to investigate the supervisors for violating the law. His statement says, in part, the supervisors are acting as though they are above the law. It's an insult to the citizens of our state. The supervisors have failed to provide the routers used in the November election. And that's important to know what really happened. They failed to provide passwords and security keys required to access tabulation devices. 
They failed to pro- provide spunk logs and similar data. President Fan has handled this process professionally, and she's tried to be diplomatic while dealing with the attacks and insults of the board. He said, enough is enough. <laughs> and a lot of people are getting to that point. They're saying enough is enough. I mean, we've had it. This state representative, Jake Hoffman, he's from Queen Creek in Arizona. Um, he's a Republican. He said the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors is engaged in one of the most divisive and dangerous subversions of government that the state of Arizona has ever witnessed. The board's blatant disregard for the Constitution and public mockery of the lawful oversight of the elections by the Arizona legislature is not only disrespectful, it undermines the very fabric of our republic. republic. Indeed, it does. Harris County is Houston, Texas. Same thing's going on there. Harris County is the third largest voting county in America. It has 2.5 million voters in that county. Maricopa is the largest in Arizona. The Democrats took control of the county in 2018 when they won by about 200,000 voting margin. I wrote an article on Arizona and on this today with a lot of facts and a lot of um, links. And I would encourage you to go there and take a look at that. To faithandfreedom.us. National File is an investigative news organization. They've been on this matter for a long time. They do a good job. The amount of evidence that they've compiled is significant. It's firsthand eyewitness and it's on the record these people. And a lot of them are Democrats. A big name in Texas Democrat politics is Jerry Monroe. He's just blowing away the Democrats. Some of them are saying, we've had enough. This is so corrupt that we just, we don't want to be a part of this. I think they might see some kind of legal action coming in the future. And they're trying to reposition themselves. I don't know what their motives are, but I do know they're talking And they're talking particularly to this group National File, it's called. Well, I've linked to all of that, and there's there's just the evidence is beginning to pile up in Houston. And there's a trend everywhere that the authorities or other people are taking action to get to the bottom of, is our election process honest? Is there integrity? And people, again, it's not about whether... Our guy won or lost. It's about the nation. It's about our republic. And so there's. It, I, I just put a lot of information in there with the sources and with the links to it. So I would encourage you to go there and check it out. God has given our country many blessings. Free elections are one of them. Several of our founders made reference to that blessing. But let me leave you with an, on this Friday with something that Abraham Lincoln President Abraham Lincoln said. Abraham Lincoln was, for the most part, during his uh, presidency under a lot of pressure because he brought a nation to war against itself because slavery is immoral and wrong. No nation has ever done that. Abraham Lincoln stood in the gap. He made the difference. And we did what was right as a nation. We fought a war and righteousness prevailed, and slavery was abolished. It doesn't matter what the left says in their so-called history lessons that I talk about a lot here on this program. But Abraham Lincoln made this statement, and I'll leave you with that. He said, elections belong to the people. It's their decision. 
If they decide to turn their back on the fire and burn their behinds, then they will just have to sit on their blisters. Take that with you. We don't want to sit on our blisters. I'll see you Monday.